keeping the faith. Times 24 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. A little later than schedule, we've got Andrew Dembina and, you know, it's Tuesday, so obviously we need to know what's going on in the food and drinks front. Andrew, good afternoon to you. Afternoon. How are you there? I'm very well, thank you. Had a good Christmas, have you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Christmas Day was uh, a meeting of uh, friends on the outlying island that I live on. We Mm. always do that, and uh, some people couldn't make it because they were overseas and didn't want to come back to Hong Kong, you know, to mm-hmm. do the quarantine, etc. Mm. But those of those that attended uh, made sure that it was hard to <laughs> resist eating too much on that particular day. I know. That's the thing, you see. So many people, we do tend to, even if we're not suffering, it's just so nice just to have that time, isn't it? Although we didn't yeah. get a holiday, but it still felt like a holiday, didn't it? That's right. It was a Saturday, wasn't yeah, it? it was yeah, unusual. Yeah, unusual. Cool. Yeah. What have you well, got for me today? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, last week when I spoke to Noreen, I had th- this first item that I'm going to kick off with, mm-hmm. which is still relevant because there is New Year coming up. It was something that was published by the um, uh, by the South China Morning Post just before just before the uh, uh, the uh, Christmas holidays, and it was um, something that they took a lot of source material from, from the uh, uh, the, the Herald Tribune news services, and they were talking about how much alcohol is too much to drink. Now, I don't. We, we just talked about food excess. Mm-hmm. What about what about um, having some? Uh, drink excess did you partake in any of that do you like do you well, like I, a, uni- I, I a unit of alcohol or i do don't drink, drink. No. Okay, <laughs> so well, i don't even then. come into that bracket i don't drink all right at all, so well for the dear listener for the dear listener's sake i don't mind a tipple now and then so for the occasional imbibing that i do plus for the listener how much alcohol is too much experts have been mulling it over and the answers in America, because it is based heavily, although it was in the SCMP, on this Tribune News Service findings, which were mostly from the US, was based on units of alcohol that are consumed in America. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, assessed the year before this story came out, and they did talk about how the pandemic has shaped holidays drinking because people unsurprisingly through the course of the last two years have been drinking a Mm -hmm. little more because the temptation has been there when they've been unable to go out sometimes just order in same with food um i heard uh, yeah over the last few days i've been listening to some podcasts from the uk and the average person has put on 11 pounds which is uh about five point five about five and a half uh, or five or so kilos per adult person in the UK. Quite a bit over the last two years. That was a survey that was I done. I can imagine. I can imagine. Because yeah. people have been home. And you know, how many times when you're home do you just go and stand near the fridge? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> you go exactly. and open the fridge yeah. and check. <laughs> yeah. Nibbling, nibbling yeah. away. Yeah. Well, so the US National Institute of Health the NIH defines a serving size of alcohol um, as, the, as the following when it comes to different types of alcohol. I'll just mention this for those who do drink because it's interesting to know. One unit of beer in the US is considered as uh, 355 millilitres uh, or 
one unit of alcohol. The same amount of alcohol is in one four eight millilitres of wine. One four eight millilitres, by the way, is mm. a pretty generous pour. Mm. That's quite a lot. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, that's a lot more than a lot of bars and pubs would serve or restaurants in Hong Kong. And in the US also, one shot of spirits is uh, 45 millilitres. Now, how do the calories shape up? But before we even talk about things like, uh, you know, liver damage as, as a possibility through drinking too much, but calories alone, um, red wine, so it's broken down into different types of wine. Well, just red and white. Red has 125 calories and white has 128. It's an interesting study mm. because in studies I've read before, it's been the other way around, that uh, white wine is believed to have fewer calories than red. But this is what's come out towards the end of this year in December in America. Um, they've gone for the most popular American cocktails, so a margarita, which, um, uh, which is a tequila-based cocktail with lime and soda. That's 168 calories. Mm. A martini as 124 uh, and a straight tequila, pretty popular among some drinkers in America, 97 calories. Okay. That's quite a lot for a shot, really. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, 44 millilitres, not a lot of liquid. Brandy, uh, just, uh, just one calorie more, 98. Okay. And if people are worried about, um, uh, an intake being too much, uh, the standard amount of drinks, uh, recommended for uh, for, well, before it becomes a problem that's called, that's called binge drinking by those um, who are monitoring this in America, is having, for men, five drinks uh, uh, or more in a two-hour period. That's so binge, five, right. Yeah, that's binge drinking. Okay. So five drinks of those units that I mentioned uh, per unit uh, for men and four of those units for women. So that's... But it's four pretty hefty glasses mm. of wine. I've got to say, it's almost a bottle. Um, so in a two-hour period. So I think in, in some ways it's being quite generous, really. Mm. Um, but um, some of the registered diet dietitians and nutritionists who were quoted in this story um, came out with uh, some of the most obvious statements, really, that uh, despite the fact that over the holidays it can be quite challenging to manage alcohol, make sure that you're mindful of having fewer drinks within one hour to, to try and check the time and to count how many you're having. How many people are going to do that when they're catching no, up with friends? I, but it, but it's, uh, it's such they a They lose fun. count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, the, and the other tip is to, um, we've heard this one before, of course, but just as a reminder before New Year's Eve, to make sure to keep hydrated by having a sip of water, it says here. I would suggest trying to have a glass of water between each alcoholic drink. Okay. I, uh, I often try and do that. To dilute it somewhat. Yeah, and it's easier going on what the liver has mm. to process because if you do drink too much over a period of years, that can lead, among other things, to fatty liver condition, which, is, uh, which can result in, uh, in pain and even scarring mm. of the liver. Mm. So, anyway. Does a glass of milk not... help? I mean, I've heard people who are going out, you know, in the town and they say, oh, have a glass of milk before yeah. you go because it lines your stomach so you can actually... I, I heard that uh, when, I, when, I, when I grew up in the UK. Uh -huh. I actually <laughs> sometimes did that in my earlier... And did it help? ...late teens drinking days. Psychologically, I think it does. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, really, um, I really couldn't tell. I couldn't really feel physically much difference between okay. those things okay. i'm afraid um right so moving on to something completely different for the uh 
for the second and second and I'll just uh, give you a heads up Sadia quite long mm-hmm. uh, but I'll but I'll, I'll keep an eye on the time but okay. but it's uh, it's it's something that uh, not last year but in years gone past that I've turned to before when I've looked for trends in food and drink looking back over the year and there are a number of publications and sources to there are consumer surveys that are done uh, but sometimes there are also more consumer publication type findings and I have turned as I did probably the last time a few years ago to Forbes magazine from America to talk about what their top trends were in 2021 Mm -hmm. and this year they um, uh, obviously more than years gone by then once again it's hard to not put this into a sentence or two uh, over any topic we're discussing these days that uh, that COVID-19 did have some bearing on what the trends were. Um, for example, there was digital tech, which came into um, all, all, all kinds of areas where people were having uh, an ordering system in, a, in, in restaurants around the world where people could just scan a QR code and make their own ordering. I haven't seen that in Hong Kong, actually, but this is something that's been in use in other parts of the world, where there'll be a QR code in a menu, mm-hmm. um, you scan it, mm-hmm. and then you make your own order yourself. It's a DIY thing. And it's not just in, uh, you know, really fast food outlets. It's also in some good restaurants, particularly I've, in America. Yeah, I've seen it here in Hong Kong. At I think there's a big food court in Kerry Hotel, and they oh. have QR codes just on the table and you just basically put your QR code in, order your meal like that and just look at your own phone to choose oh, the meal. Oh, that's exactly it. That's mm. it. Okay, mm. right. You've, you've, you've seen it and out we'll there use in it Hong often. Kong then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're in Hong Kong, aren't you? So, yes, that's right. So Kerry yeah, Hotel yeah. has it. And then so you don't actually need to talk to anyone. The food, just you just order it and you can tweak it here and there for things and add stuff to yeah. it. But let me ask um, you something there, mm, Sadia. Um, mm. I like the hygienic aspect of that, but it sounds a bit of a... uh, When you, uh, you know, you mentioned that you don't have to talk to anyone. Do you... I mean, not that it's always the best bit of banter in in restaurants, (laughs) but but it's... uh, But, I mean, does that that take... Does it... Is it a bit of a colder experience well, for that or not? I think because it's more of a fast foody sort of food court, oh. if it was a kind of restaurant, I think that okay. might be different because then you're choosing things and everything, there's a picture of everything in front of you. Um, I only yeah. find sometimes that if you want to be able to say, oh, I'd like this burger done well or something, mm. then there's no kind of comment box for you to be able to say those things. You can add extra onion, you can add this and that. But sometimes yeah. what you would say to a waiter you're not able to say, which is, you know, which is a little bit funny. But I think if it was a restaurant meal, Mm. then a proper restaurant meal, you'd want somebody there. Definitely. You'd like to maybe, uh, you know, know a bit more about the dish. Yeah, Yeah. the best of the restaurant, you really want to do that, don't you? Yeah, that's right. um, Yeah, so back to this this survey. Um, This year, because it's always different, Forbes magazine uh, consulted with 40 people across restaurants, critic... Uh, I mean, when I say restaurant, I mean front of house, back of house, those who are restaurateurs who own restaurants or they are maitre d's and restaurant managers. It was was the same for bars as well. They talked to top bar owners and uh, bar managers to get some kind of overview. And with each of these topics that they found, and they had a 
they had a, a, a non-round thing, uh, figure this year. They had nine topics because it's what everybody of their 40 consultants ended up agreeing were the most important factors. And at the top of the list was a focus on what in the U.S. is called BIPOC and women-owned businesses. And the BPIOC, that's, uh, that's um, it's people of uh of, of color basically it's black and indish and indigenous people of color that's what it stands for oh, and um yeah and so the director of programming at the james beard awards uh, organization which is one of the biggest respected um awards for for restaurants and catering in the u.s her name is isabella uh Wodczyk. um she said that uh it does feel like there's a movement to highlight th- these types of businesses on lists um, and the national conversation is growing in an awareness uh, to what had been systematic racism revealed uh, you know over over recent years more specifically sounds to me like it's a, a bit of a, a reaction in the food and drinks industry to then the socio-political things of the black lives matter mm. movement in the way that. that yeah yeah but it but also um, they all agreed also that women owned businesses were something that was a was was a continued trend so more uh, owners and managers and uh, chefs in the uh, uh, in the spotlight for um, for 2021 um, the perspective of a female business owner uh, a female chef called Robin uh, Selden, a top chef in New York, said, was um, that they can speak from experience as to how it is in their industry. And this month, she was sworn in to the Connecticut Restaurant Association. Uh, they even told me, she says, that they needed more women business owners. She's a chef owner uh, on their board. So, you know, I, I, we don't want to be cynical now, do we, Sadia? But it sounds like it's almost to get the... Uh, it's tick box, you know, the isn't quota. it? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of tick yeah. box thing that they just want to make sure they're doing the right things. But, I mean, yeah. if if things like this could become common and, and everywhere, then great, you know, if people start moving and, and changing yeah. things. I guess whatever, whatever the impetus is sometimes, whether it's uh, to be perceived to be doing things in what is the current politically correct way for this or that or the other um generally uh, that that ends up in being a more uh, fair or harmonious uh, workplace i think in a lot of industries doesn't it mm. so we mentioned digitization so we won't go uh, continue with that the other one third one ghost kitchens which uh, i hadn't really heard the the term before do you know if you heard of these? yes yes i have right. um okay. is it where they've just got these kitchens and they're just plowing all this stuff out from one basic kitchen quite a few people are working from it and it's going out exactly. i think delivery in these places use it right well um, that's it it's um i thought they had their own places but they have these ghost kitchens mm. i thought Deliveroo. uh well Deliveroo actually takes from various other restaurants so but 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 certain restaurants which are online only which produce their own things um, not only deliver them but if they're actually um, there are restaurants that exist that are, that are selling their own brand um, they will share the uh, the the ghost kitchen so it's a little bit like uh, a culinary version of um, shared office space you know like we work and places like that which where um, where various 
restaurant brands will have a corner of a shared space. So you might even not only have your own corner, but you might at times share the oven with another restaurant, yeah, uh, or the or, or gas burner. So it's it's a share it's a share in the same way that we know that say a shared uh, office space might share the same photocopier, you might share the same oven. It's and a good that, idea for certainly people mm. who you know like startups and stuff who don't want to Definitely. invest that money and Absolutely. they want to give it a try. It sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it is. It is. It's excellent. I, I, I hope that. Uh, um, I, I mean, I, I, having come across this um, as something that is happening uh, mostly in the US that it's talking about in a sports article, um, I, I think I must dig and find out whether there are such things in Hong Kong, because it would be great for a startup too, but especially with the, uh, you know, the. I know that there are a lot of empty spaces now across Hong Kong, but the rental prices we hear all the time are still kept pretty high, so this could be a way of uh, of managing to have online-only restaurant businesses. Although, back to the question again, I mean, I think, you know, hoping that normality resumes. I mean, it has resumed in terms of uh, in restaurants, really, to the greater extent, mm -hmm. apart from um, yeah, you know, using the Leave Home Safe app or, um, you know, having uh, certain restrictions on numbers and some partitions here and there. Um, at the moment, it's still, it's kind of gone into what feels like relative normality in restaurants to a certain extent, doesn't, doesn't it? But it's, but it's, um, but I think, um, and I think people have probably missed that a lot and really happy that, uh, that that is the case. I don't, the COVID-19 may have uh, been the reason, uh, and that is cited as the reason for these ghost kitchens booming because there have been bans on people eating in restaurants in, in, in America a lot uh, and in Canada where mm. most of the uh, stats are coming from for this article. But, um, but I think people would miss that interaction. Mm, I think the same... they are here, though. I'm sure Hong Kong has these ghost kitchens. I'm sure of no, that. We'll have to look into mm. that, yeah. Mm, yeah, I haven't, haven't, haven't come across it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it would make sense, actually. Um, so, um, next, next trend for the year, hard seltzers. Are you familiar with those? No, those, those no. An, It's an American term. It's a funny term if you're not from America. I had to kind of get get to, to search it up. It's uh, basically in other places. Well, the UK, they would call them alco-pops. So it's uh, sweetened fizzy drinks that are alcoholic, which are an alternative. Uh, they normally have about 5% alcohol, which is the same as beer, cider, that sort of, uh, yeah, ales, all those kind of beer and cider drinks. They, uh, But they are mixers. They are... Things like vodka with a, um, a fruit juice or some other spirit with a, with a juice. And in America, they are, uh, they've been a growing phenomenon for the last um, sort of, well, just a few years, not that long. But, uh, but, they're, but, they're, but I suppose the first ones that came out um, were cited as uh, being in the 1990s, but they were very marginally popular thing they're convenient they're, they're convenience drinks they're things that are sold in 7-elevens and you know different convenience stores so that's one other thing in drinking the other thing in america is that um uh seltzers have become also thc infused um, because in certain states in america thc which is a derivative of cannabis is allowed and so um there have been not only um, CBD oil, which is without THC uh, and without any effects, which is meant to be, and that's legal in Hong Kong, that the uh, the CBD. Um, uh, but but it's it's the, the the ones in states in America with THC, which is specifically the stuff 
which makes people high um, is uh, something which uh, is not legal in Hong Kong and in most places in the world. And it's interesting that that's become a trend in America, one of the number four in the, uh, as, uh, in the trend, along with uh, alcoholic seltzers. So um, I'm going to just mention the last one, and then I know that you probably want to play a song before yeah. the end of the show. That's um, all right, so, don't worry. So, um, well, the fifth uh, most popular is plant-based cooking. Oh, so yes, no, it's, not, yes. It's, it's hardly a new thing, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but, but it's up there because it's getting bigger every year. And so uh, there's, a, there's a restaurant chain which has done its best to make things as tasty as possible. It started in... California, and it's called the Slutty Vegan. Sorry about the name, <laughs> tasteless name. Um, okay. But it, I bet the reason it calls it that is because it uh, it has lots of uh, things which uh, appear to be like meat, you know, like the plant-based burgers, etc., and appear to be dairy, but they're not. They're totally vegan mm. and with no lack of flavour. Um, yeah. Um, and I will, I will leave that there. There were a few more, but I don't think we've got you. time to go through them. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andrew. That's sure. great. Some lots okay. of things to think about. Have a lovely, have a happy new year. Hope you have a great time, and don't drink um, too much. All right. No, I'm trying not to. Drink the water in between each one. And yeah, a happy you do new that. Year to you too, all Claudia. right. See you then. Bye bye. Thank you ever so much.